Huddling Up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. The Monterey Wildcats are toppled in the region opener in Jamestown. Opperman continues to roll with another dominating win, while the Jackson County Blue Devils get their first win of the season. From UCSportsNation.com, this is the High School Playbook. Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. The third week of the 2022 high school football season is in the books, and for most teams, the first region game of the 2022 season is in the books. Good morning from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. Tom Duggan for the high school playbook as we look to recap games from week three, talk to some of the area coaches about the games that were going on last night. Several weather delays across Tennessee. Most of the teams in the Upper Cumberland area were not affected by that. One that was was Cookville and Lebanon as a lightning delay actually prolonged kickoff of that game till 9.30. So that game did not get wrapped up until after midnight last night. Lebanon stays undefeated with a 41-14 victory over Cookville in that game last night. In other games, York Institute over Monterey, 34-20 in the Region 2-2A opener for both teams. We'll talk to Coach Scott Hughes of the Monterey Wildcats coming up in just a few moments. In that game, York Institute, Miles Lefew, what a game, 129 passing yards, 131 rushing yards, three total touchdowns in the game. Mason Bowman for Monterey, 20 carries, 163 yards, and a touchdown in the loss. Opperman stays perfect on the season as they blank Cumberland County, 34 to nothing. Another big night for Jackson Rollins, eight carries, 153 yards, three touchdowns. Jaleric Cullum with two rushing touchdowns. Noah Potter with a pick six for the Bees in their victory. Stone Memorial stays undefeated with a 42-14 win over Livingston Academy last night. Jackson County gets their first win of the season, 7-2 over Sale Creek in a baseball score last night. Coach Sean Loftus will join us at Chick-fil-A coming up later on in the program. White County, they made a statement last night. They go up to Sumner County and they thump Station Camp, 54-27. Malachi Dow, 24 carries, 346 yards, five touchdowns, Three receptions, 65 yards, another touchdown. So you're looking at well over 400 yards and six touchdowns for Malachi Dow, putting himself certainly in the early Mr. Football conversation. Warren County goes down to Memphis. They blank Ridgeway last night, 26-0 for their first win of the season. And the DeKalb County Tigers suffer their first loss of the season on Thursday night, 21-13 to Macon County. The bigger loss maybe for DeKalb County, Quarterback Briz Trapp, who threw two touchdown passes in the game, suffered a shoulder injury in the second half. He could be lost for several weeks. We'll talk to Coach Steve Trapp coming up later in the program. Right now, though, it's time to talk some Monterey football. Coach Scott Hughes has stopped by Chick-fil-A this morning. Coach, a tough one at uh, Jamestown last night, 34-20. to You've been telling anyone that would listen how good this York Institute team was leading up to this game. Were they everything you expected last night? Uh, They were, and probably better in some regards. Uh, You know, we had talked about it all week. Uh, Coach Wright does a great job with his football team. 
uh, and always has. You, you go back through and, and you see the body of work that he's always had. And uh, he and I were talking pregame, uh, one of the first times I'd ever really got to, to meet him uh, and, and have such a high respect for him. And he and I hit it off great pregame and, uh, you know, a lot of similar philosophies and, and things of that nature and uh, just kind of further respect that I have for him. Uh, but, you know, when you look at their roster and, and you look at the amount of returning players they have and uh, you look at the speed they have and the physicality, uh, just a great football team. And, and you know, I, I think at times uh, early in the game, uh, we didn't handle uh, some adversity well, uh, but we've got to grow through that. And, and, you know, our guys fought. It was a situation where the score could have been a lot worse if, if we didn't have a little fight to us. And, and that was promising for us uh, playing some young guys as well. Coach, they come right out of the gate with a really nice drive, march right down the field on the first possession. What were some things you saw out of their team in that drive, and what kind of adjustments were you trying to make at that point? Well, you know, we had, we had talked all week that they were going to, you know, kind of let five do his thing, uh, the quarterback, and, and they do a lot of Wildcat stuff for just, you know, quarterback keep, and, and he's a phenomenal athlete. Uh, and you go back and look at his stats last night, he, he was kind of the, the show. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we had some missed assignments early, and, and that's something that we uh, as coaches have got to work on, uh, just teaching the game of football a little bit better. Uh, understanding down and distances, understanding, uh, you know, kind of just the schematics of, of what others want to do uh, and, and how they, they are trying to attack us and exploit us. And, and so we've got to go back in uh, this weekend and on Monday and, and really do a good job of, of teaching and, and hopefully trying to get that understanding through to our young men. Talking about teaching, Coach, you've also been telling folks, you know, you had significant losses from last year's team. you got a lot of younger, inexperienced type players coming up. How is that teaching process going? How is those younger players, how are they coming along right now? You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think we're actually further ahead with our with our young guys than, than what we expected, and that was something as coaches we had talked about all offseason was, you know, how, how much growth can we show each week? Uh, you know, we're starting, I think it's six sophomores on, on you know, the team and last night we played as many as 12 sophomores mm -hmm. so it, it's just trying to enhance the football iq every day and trying to get those young men to understand the schematics not only from our standpoint but what others are trying to do uh but i'm really excited about this group uh you know i, I do believe in this group i think they're a group of fighters I, I think they care about each other i think they're very prideful in what they do uh, i think they took last night to heart uh, I saw a look on their faces post-game that, that, you know, I hate to see, but I think they'll show up on Monday ready to work. Monterey head football coach Scott Hughes joining us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, right before halftime, you're down 26-7. You get the ball, you drive it down deep into Dragon territory, come away with no points, you go in the half, you get the ball to start the second half, fumble on the first snap. How frustrating that whole transition. You have a chance maybe to cut it to two scores and then get the ball back to start the second half with all that that transpired. Just how frustrating was that? Uh, you know, it was. But but we talk about it every day, um, how to handle adversity. And, and we try to correlate that into life. And, um, you know, we, we spend a lot of time with our guys talking about how football is a small piece of the puzzle that we're trying to help develop uh, better young men that are going to go into society and they're, they're at some point they're going to be husbands and fathers and uh, we hope that that we are a small part of them being successful in that role and that whether it's football whether it's life jobs there's going to be adversity and it's going to be how we handle it it's going to be how we face it uh, and our belief and things of that nature and and last night it was one of those things as frustrating as it was 
when you take away those plays and, and you go back and you just look at the effort that our guys gave in the second half, I felt they grew in that adversity uh, because they could have easily quit. Uh, and, and hopefully something that our staff and myself uh, has preached to them is, is getting out of the soft mentality, getting out of the quitter mentality, because a lot of times I think right now in, in society we have a little bit of that, and, and we're trying to grow that and that we're going to face adversity and we're going to grow through adversity. I want to follow up on that because I thought the team fought right up to the end. They never gave up, and uh, realistically, even in the fourth quarter, about midway through, you still got a chance to battle back and be in this ball game. How proud are you of your team for really being resilient and not throwing in the towel at any point? Well, I, I, you know, that's something that uh, those guys. I hopefully, I, I hope they know how proud I am of them. How proud our staff is, uh, because you know, when you go in at the half and you've played as bad as we have. It, that game had a chance to get really ugly. And, uh, you know, going into the fourth, midway through the fourth, uh, you know, we're driving with a shot to really get back in it and make it, you know, make it a whole different ball game. Uh, and, and I think that's a testament to the young men that we have, to the fighters and, and the mindset that they have, that they're not going to give up and, and that they're going to face adversity and they're going to try to grow and, and that they're always going to fight to get better. Coach, you have no cupcakes on your schedule. It's one of the tougher schedules you're going to see in the Upper Cumberland. Stone Memorial next week, the 3-0. and They look a bit improved from last year. What do you expect coming up on Friday? I, you know, Coach Samber does a great job and uh, probably wasn't real smart of me to take that game, uh, you know, with them being a 4A and, and a, a traditional playoff football team. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we've, we've always – challenged our team we've always challenged our young men and and sometimes to a fault because of the schedule that we've always played or typically played and and when you look at this schedule uh it's going to be a grind and it's going to be a huge challenge for the next seven weeks and you know when you look at stone they're they're going to come out and they got athletes all across the field they returned a tremendous amount of guys from last year uh their coaching staff coach qualls does a great job with their defense and coach samber does you know his teams always score a lot of points does a great job a great offensive mind and uh, so it's just going to be a huge challenge. But, you know, we, we finally get to play in our own stadium. Uh, we'll come back home. And, and, you know, so hopefully we can, we can you know, represent our community well and give a great effort. Always feels good to get that first home game, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, we're, we're blessed. We're at home for five out of the next seven. So, you know, we've, we've kind of took uh, the road warrior mentality <laughs> for the first part, and, and we'll actually get to stay at home a little bit. But, you know, when you look at our home schedule, I, I told our guys last night, these, these five home games probably the toughest home schedule that we've played since I've been there. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a huge challenge. But the good thing is we'll get to dress in our locker room. 34-20, the final score, York Institute over Monterey on Friday night. Monterey coach Scott Hughes joining us this morning on the high school playbook. Coach, I know you're going to bounce back. I know it'll be a tough game on Friday night, but good luck against Stone Memorial. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us on and, and letting us uh, talk about our program. Coach Scott Hughes from the Monterey Wildcats here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. When we come back, we'll talk some Upperman football with head coach Adam Kane. This is the high school playbook where the coaches hold their pre- and post-game meetings. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. Jackson Rollins scored 100, or actually, excuse me, ran for 153 yards. He scored three touchdowns. Upperman blank Cumberland County, 34-0 on Friday night. Upperman head football coach Adam Kane joins us on the hotline this morning. Coach, the one thing I want to point out first is your defense. Two out of the first three games thus far this season, 
your defensive unit has pitched a shutout, and the lone score given up was late in the game last week against Trousdale County. Do you like what this defensive unit has brought to the field so far this season? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we've actually got some new faces. Um, you know, I think you know, five, occasionally six guys that, uh, you know, started last year um so it's you know five or six new guys that are in there so it's a little uh, ahead of schedule from where i where i thought we might be but um you know we got some some athletes uh some athletic kids over there and uh you know especially in our secondary and so anytime you got that you got a chance to to at least limp uh limit big plays you know get the ball on the ground so to speak and um so that's been one thing and then anytime you can run a little bit you you got a chance to get you know a lot of guys around the football and uh you know and able to gang tackle and uh we've been able to do that a lot um so far this season so um i've been pleased with that unit um i will say probably our biggest test of the year is going to come up uh this next Friday when Fayetteville rolls into town. But, um, you know, I've been pleased with them so far. Speaking of being able to run the football, you've been able to do that successfully so far this season. Jackson Rollins, another big night last night. Eight carries, 153 yards, three touchdowns. Terrence Deadman, that great one-two punch you've got in the backfield, but your quarterbacks have been able to run as well. Coach, is this as good of a running unit as you've had at Upperman? You know, after three games, I'd have to say so, um, just just collectively. Um, the big key for me is always, you know, are, are we blocking people? And, um, you know, up front we've got, you know, basically four of our five guys that return on the O-line. And, um, you know, we, we, we roll uh, Clayton Harrison there at tight end, and he's a, a big, strong, athletic kid who, who actually had two catches last night. He's doing a good job, and um, you know I, I got to give a shout out to our fullback. You know our fullback is uh, you know a spot that does mainly earns his money by by uh, blocking and uh, doesn't get a lot of touches, you know, of the football. But we've got a guy there, Ian Cox, who is uh, not just a willing blocker but an eager guy. You know, an eager guy to get his body on people and. And that makes all the difference in the world when you got people, uh, you know, up front uh, leading those guys that that are are not just willing but eager to to block. And then and then of course you know our guys running the football are special. And uh, you know if you've never seen Jackson Rollins play, it's uh, it's something to behold. He's just got a a competitive nature and a and a, and a burst of speed that is. Um, you know that I don't you just don't see every day and then a a perfect compliment to him in the backfield is is uh Terrence uh you know Terrence Dedman does a fantastic job of uh you know in his own right with a burst speed and then he's also uh got the ability at you know close to 200 pounds to run through run through some people so it's a great one-two punch we've got three quarterbacks that we we're playing and uh they can all do some stuff with their uh, with their legs as well. Our guest is Adam Kane, head football coach of the Upperman Bees, this morning on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. 
You've spoken of your three quarterbacks, and Coach, you've had a chance to get all three of them some quality minutes, and they all look like they bring something a little bit different, a little bit special to the table. Do you see that? Do they all, all have some different intangibles that make them unique in their own way? Absolutely. You know, it's um, truly three different body types and, um, you know, probably three different skill sets. And um, I, I really do like what they all bring. And, uh, you know, we, we, we um, you know, haven't really just – one of them hasn't really just completely separated himself um, from the other two. Um, there's been some – some injury situations that, that sometimes have dictated who plays and who doesn't play. But um, we're getting to the point where we feel really good about all of them. And, um, you know, John Rushing got the start last night, the last two games. And and it's been a really uh, good uh, good stabilizing factor for us. And, and uh, you know, he's played probably the most of any of them over the years. So, um you know, he's been the guy we start off with. And then uh, we brought Bronston Chaffin and Jaleric Cullum in, you know, after about the first two drives and just started rotating them every play. And, you know, Bronson's got a knack for throwing the ball. and uh, But but last night showed a, a good burst of speed himself. And he's a big kid. You know, he's, uh, you know, close to 200 pounds and probably 6'3". And, um, you know, so he's, he's, uh, you know, kind of a physical specimen and then Jaleric, probably the fastest of all of them. And, uh, you know, he brings his own little intangibles back there. And so I, I've been, I've been pleased with them all so far. I know, you know, people think you got to have just one and, and so on and so forth. But I think the way our offense is kind of made up, um, it kind of, lends itself to us playing multiple guys at the quarterback spot. The Upperman Bees off to a 3-0 and start. Again, 34 nothing with a victory over Cumberland County uh, last night. Got a big game with Fayetteville coming up on Friday night. Coach Adam Kane has been our guest on the high school playbook. Coach, congratulations on a big win, and I know we got a big game coming up Friday night. Good luck against Fayetteville. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks. The Livingston Academy Wildcats are still looking for win number one on the 2022 season after opening region play with a 42-14 loss to Stone Memorial last night. Livingston head football coach Dale Flatt joins us on the high school playbook. Coach, when you look at that score, you may think blowout from the beginning, but your team was really competitive and the game was tight early on in the football game. What were some things your team did early in the game that you did like? You know, I think uh, we we done a lot on offense. Uh, we threw with the ball, I guess, a lot more uh, last night than we had before, and and uh, it seemed like our running game wasn't going as well. So we we started throwing and and had a lot of success with that. Uh, they started putting pressure on us later in the game, and and uh, we had a little trouble with that, and it, it kind of slowed us down a little bit. But uh, but I. I you know, I, I think uh, you know, kind of in inconsistency with uh, uh, you know as the game went on and and kind of uh, got us kind of behind, I guess, uh, in the second half. When you mention consistency, this is still a young Livingston Academy football team. Do you attribute a lot of that inconsistency to the youth of the team? You know, I guess so. Uh, you know, we we were young last year and. 
and still young this year. We got a lot of freshmen playing, uh, you know, and, and it takes a while for them to to kind of get in the groove of of uh, how to play a complete game and, and things like that. And and of course, our uh, a lot of our other kids that that aren't freshmen, you know, a lot of sophomores playing too. And I, uh, you know, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Coach, who were some of the standout performers for you last night? Uh, well, always, uh, you know, Lachlan Hammock always uh, plays a complete game, uh, plays linebacker and plays running back, and uh, he's always pounding that football uh, at running back. And, and uh, of course, at linebacker, he's a he's a solid defensive player out there. And uh, I had uh, Cam Jackson on defense, uh, does, does a great job at uh, outside linebacker there. And, uh, of course, Brody Coffee, he – he runs the offense, plays quarterback, and and he does a great job as well. And uh, you know we have some offensive linemen that that uh, have Nathan Hargis at center. Uh, this is his second year playing center. Uh, you know we, I wish I could name them all. I I, I can't think of them right offhand, <laughs> sitting on my front porch right now. But <laughs> but I wish I could, I could name them all because I you know they they try hard. Uh, they come to practice every day and, and uh, uh, you know, just uh, they keep on trying. Livingston Academy football coach Dale Flat as our guest on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, your quarterback, Brody Coffey, what is it in his game in terms of development that you're seeing that you really like about it? You know, of course, this is his second year at quarterback, and, I, you know, I think he sees the field a little bit better. Uh, he, uh, sometimes I think maybe, uh, he, uh, he, he's worried about, uh, you know, making mistakes, which I, I wish he'd get, kind of get over that. Uh, but other than that, I, he sees the field really well. He, he knows the game, uh, you know, and, and I think, uh, he controls offense like a quarterback should. And, uh, I, I, you know, he, uh, he, he sees open receivers. He knows uh, he knows where everybody on the field needs to go to. Everybody, when they don't know what to do, they run to Brody, you know, to find out what to do. So he's he's kind of the, of course he he runs that offense, and I I think that that development I think is is getting so much better uh, to what it was last year, and and I think that's what uh, uh, I think that's what's helped him, you know. Uh, be a better quarterback coach I know when you talk about things inconsistency youth there's always not one thing that you can point out but if there's one big thing you feel like this team could accomplish to get over that hump maybe and get to a next level what would that one thing be you know I really think it's uh you know when when the other team does something to you and you know they may score uh you know there may be uh you know, a turnover or something, something like that. It seems like our team are on a high and then they just kind of let down. And, you know, they have to realize that, uh, when that happens, you know, they just need to, that, that's when you just kind of buckle down and, and try harder. And I, you know, it, it, it's hard to get that out of them to, uh, where they're, you know, they just kind of let down when something bad happens. 
Livingston Academy, again on the short end of a 42-14 region opening loss to Stone Memorial last night. Uh, but uh, York Institute in a non-region game coming up. Livingston Academy getting close. Coach, I know you can't wait to get a home game finally after a year and a half. And uh, it'll be good, I'm sure, to be at home when you get a chance to be at home. Oh, it will. I, I can't wait. Uh, I think everybody can't wait. And, and, you know, they're working on that stadium right now. And uh, they've just about got all the bleachers done. Uh, they got just a little bit to do on the home side. And and uh, it, it's really looking like a football field now. And, and it looks really nice. And I, uh, I, I know that it'll be really big for our kids just to play at home. Going to be a fun time when the new stadium gets open at Livingston Academy. Wildcats coach Dale Flatter guest on the high school playbook. Coach, thank you for joining us this morning. Good luck uh, going down the road. All right. Thank you. Jackson County head football coach Sean Loftus and members of the Blue Devil football team join us when we come back to the high school playbook live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, covering high school sports from Jamestown to McMinnville. Well, if you were checking the scoreboard last night, it saw Jackson County 7, Sale Creek 2. No, you were not looking at a baseball or volleyball score. Jackson County with a great defensive effort last night and get their first victory of the season over Sale Creek. Head coach Sean Loftus joining us this morning on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Uh, coach, you said it best when you come over and sat down. A win is a win, and I know you're happy to get win number one. We are, and I'm just happy for these kids. And, and, and you know, in our school, it was homecoming uh, Friday night. And to uh, end the week with a uh, – you know, a W is always a great uh, great time. Homecoming can be a distraction. I know sometimes, especially for a coach, when you're trying to keep focus on the game. Has it been much of that this week? Well, we, we kind of started on that on Friday after our game at York, and I said, you know, you can't let homecoming beat you. And sometimes that's the fact, and uh, it happens. But I think that, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, we had a good week. The kids enjoyed the week. They had fun like they're supposed to. And then, uh, but also thought that for the most part, too, that we came out and practiced and had, uh, you know, had some good times in practice. And uh, we, you know, there were some days where we had a couple of kids miss, but, uh, you know, due to sickness. But uh, all in all, I thought we, we had a decent week of practice. Coach, let's go back, if you would, and revisit the touchdown from last night. Well, we got a. We finally had a drive there in the second quarter. I think that uh, you know it just seemed like it. Uh, everything kind of came together. We we, we uh, hit a couple of passes and then uh, uh, got some uh, you know good good yardage on run plays. And then uh, Whalen hits uh, Jordan. I think in the um, in the flat uh, to, uh, from about four yards out or something like that on third down and goal. Uh, you know and. For us to score kind of early in the game, uh, but then to never put any points on the board for the remainder of the game, I mean, that's kind of disturbing a little bit. But, uh, you know, we, we turned the ball over several times. Um, didn't necessarily play the best that we played up front because I think that was kind of our uh, – our MO for the first two or three weeks is our offensive line has done a pretty good job for us. Um, you know, I'll have to go back and, you know, study the film, and we'll have to go back and correct some things on uh, on, mon- on Monday and Tuesday of next week. But, uh, you know, all in all, again, uh, a win's a win. Coach, we've got three of your players here. We're going to talk to them for a few moments. And uh, we've got Hayden Stacy, Eli Pope, and Alex Johnson. Uh, Hayden, we'll start with you. And uh, just uh, what, what what did it feel like to get win number one on the season last night? Uh, it really felt good. And 
I just feel like it helped us uh, learn how to win, and I hope it helps us uh, keep winning. I want to know from the player perspective, how distracting <laughs> is homecoming to you as a player? Um, I mean, it's real hopped up, and it gets the uh, nerves going before the game. But once you get that first hit, you'll be good. Does it kind of mess with you during the week when you've got all the activities, but yet you got to go to football practice every day? <laughs> yeah, you get it's kind of tiring when you're doing all that, but you just got to stay focused. This team this season, it being your senior year, what would you like to accomplish this year? Uh, I'd like to go back to the playoffs like we did last year. What about this team do you like that you feel like really makes it special? I feel like we got a lot of talent on the team. We just got unexperienced kids, and I feel like we can change that as the year goes on. When you talk about inexperienced kids, you being a senior, do you find yourself being a leader? Do you find yourself being a vocal leader, a leader by example? Uh, yeah, uh, we just got to uh, stay vocal and uh, try to teach them as much as we can. Hayden, good luck to you throughout the rest of the season. Let's go to Eli Pope, and uh, Eli, we'll talk to you, and uh, I'll ask you kind of that same question. The week of homecoming, how distracting is it as a football player? Uh, for the most part, you're sitting like in the background watching everything, cheering on your class, but in the back of your head, you, have, you know you have the game to play, and you have to be ready for it come Friday. What amps you up on Friday night and gets you pumped up ready for the game? Uh, just being in the locker room with all the players and team, all of my teammates. Describe the feeling when you get a big play like a whether it's like a defensive pick six something like that a big play the touchdown what's the emotions going on through the, on the field well the touchdown made you feel great because first time we scored all year so after that we kind of knew it was going to be a good game for us <laughs> at least yeah and uh when you get a big play it just helps like the entire team feel like it's all starting to come together how good does it feel for the defense to have a shutout? I know you had the, the safety last night, but for the defensive unit, you get the shutout. How good does that feel? It feels great. Like, D-line and linebackers, we played great. We stopped the run. Then DBs, they played great, too, keeping the, them out of the air and stuff. Looking back at your four-year career at Jackson County, what are some of the biggest strides you feel like you've made as a player? Um, just actually contributing to the team. Like, I didn't play much my first two years, but here in the last two years, I've played in every game, and I just feel like I'm actually starting to help the team win. Eli Pope, good luck to you throughout the rest of your senior season. We'll get to Alex Johnson, and uh, Alex, how good did it feel for you to get win number one last night? Uh, it felt great, especially after the first two games. <coughs> uh, I think it'll really help us to keep moving forward. I was going to say, you mentioned moving forward. Do you feel like this is going to be a good springboard for this team to kind of get some momentum going at this point now? Yeah, I think we can just only get better, and I think we just got to stay focused. What's something off the field that really bonds this team together? Uh, I think it helps that most of us are all friends outside of football. So, When you get together as friends away from the football field, what do you like to do? Uh, go bowling. All that's, right. That's always fun. Go bowling? All right. Do any hunting, fishing, or outdoor activities much? Uh, I fish a little bit. A little bit? I don't really hunt. All right. Personal goals that you have set for yourself for this season? Uh, get a couple of touchdowns, just win some games. I mean, all right. What do you feel like? I can do to help. What do you feel like this team can accomplish by season's end? Uh, we can definitely make the playoffs, so we just got to stay focused. 
All right. Alex Johnson, best of luck to you throughout the season. Alex Johnson, Eli Pope, Hayden Stacy, all joining us this morning from Jackson County High School here on the High School Playbook. Coach Loftus, we'll come back to you, and uh, and I'll kind of ask you about that springboard moving forward. It's always good to get that first dub. You know, do you feel like this is going to be something that's going to help this team move forward? I do. Uh, you know, we've talked earlier in the year about, uh, you know, we have 12 seniors on our football team. Six of those kids are first-year players. Um, several juniors, first-year players. Uh, so it's 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 going to take, you know, not only, you know, the two or three uh, scrimmages that you have, but it's going to take three or four ball games in order to uh, – to, for them to feel comfortable in what we're doing and for us to feel comfortable in, in what our, our kids are doing and seeing what they, they, they do the best and where we can put them at. Uh, but I really, I really like this team. I think that, uh, you know, I mean, it's one of the most athletic teams that I've had in a, in a couple of years. Uh, but, again, it's that inexperience right now is, um, it, it, you know, it, it shows up in times, but we just hope that as we continue to play and we go through this season, you know, everything that we, we still have, all of our goals are still out there. Uh, so that's the most important thing, and we just got to keep on working hard each and every day. Coach Sean Loftus, congratulations on the win for Jackson County last night. Good luck moving forward. Thank you, Tom. Jackson County head football coach Sean Loftus joining us at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive along with Hayden Stacy, Eli Pope, and Alex Johnson. When we come back, we'll talk some DeKalb County High School football with head coach Steve Trapp. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Bobcats to Tigers. They all get along here. Talking prep sports. The High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. The DeKalb County Tigers took to the field on Thursday night in their region opener against the Macon County Tigers. Macon County scores on a 10-minute, 44-second drive in the first quarter. They never relinquished the lead in a 21-13 win over DeKalb County on Thursday night. Tiger coach Steve Trapp joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, uh, not only a loss to a region rival, but uh, also the loss of your quarterback, Briz Trapp, who suffered a shoulder injury there in the second half. Do you have an injury update on uh, what his status is and what happened on the play that actually caused that injury? Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, we had a rollout pass called and just breakdown in protection. And, uh, you know, he tried to scramble back opposite of that and just kind of got caught up in everything and, uh, you know, got a sack and just everything come down on that shoulder. Uh, Right now, don't have 100% all the details. He's still getting checked out and stuff, but you know he's definitely got a shoulder injury that uh, he's going to miss some time. And just to the significance of that, uh, don't have all those details yet. But you know it's a loss for our team. You know he's one of the leaders of our offense, but uh, you know we've been here before. Don't like being here, but ultimately, like we told our guys last night, it's just you know it's going to give them an opportunity to prove you know how much they want to encourage and lift each other up and moving forward. Uh, you know, we still have a chance to be a, a good football team, and you know, Jordan Parker is going to have to step up and, you know, in his role, however long that may be. Uh, a few games rest season, don't know yet, but um, and I've got confidence that they'll do that, and uh, we're all going to work extremely hard to make sure that that's what we do. Coach, you said the confidence and going and looking at Jordan Parker as your backup quarterback. Is he a young man that's kind of stepped up and taken the reins and knows – that he's got that responsibility now and knew that at any point in time he may have that responsibility cast upon him. 
Yeah, you know, we talked a little bit about that, you know, coming into the season, you know, last year, you know, he was a freshman and, uh, you know, he played quarterback, but then, you know, Briz got injured there early in the year and, you know, we went to the five package with Isaac Knows, but, uh, you know, I just told Jordan JP this year, you know, if that situation happened again, there's, there's no five package coming in. So he has to be ready to, you know, take the reins or, or do what he needs to do. And, you know, we're going to work hard with him. He's going to work. He's going to prepare and, uh, you know, he'll do a good job for us. Coach, getting back to the football game on Thursday night against Macon County, it was tight through most of the game. Hearing a little bit of your post-game speech, some things in execution you were concerned about. What were some of those things that you feel like the team didn't get done Thursday night? Well, I mean, it's some of the same things that we've seen in the first couple games, and that doesn't make me look too good as a head coach. But, you know, we've been telling our guys, you know, you can't sustain success with how we've been playing, uh, you know, mentally. Uh, you know, don't have to question their effort, you know, so it's about matching their physical effort with their mental effort. And then, uh, you know, we had first down penalties, you know, especially in the second half, you know, we come out and kind of establish some, some good stuff, you know, come right down the field. But then, you know, we get first down penalties and, uh, you know, so many second and shorts, third and shorts, fourth and shorts that, uh, mentally we just didn't get the job done. You know, either there's a couple times where, uh, Briz didn't call the correct play, uh, you know, as far as what I had signaled in. Uh, you know, there's a couple times where we miss a block where it's sitting right there in front of us the way it should be done. Uh, again, that's not an effort thing. That's a mental thing. And, you know, been just telling these teenagers a lot. You know, usually, you know, teenagers like that don't want to listen to their parents or their authorities or their coaches until it actually bites them in the tail. And, uh, you know, it was a bad time for it to bite us in the tail last night. Cab County head football coach Steve Trapp joining us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you had a key drive there right before halftime that ended with a little controversy with the clock. Looks like you were moving into position to score. What happened on those last couple of plays there in the first half? I mean, like I said, I'm not one to complain or anything, but I'll just speak facts. But I do believe that, uh, you know, after we turned them over on downs or whatever it was right there, I think there was about eight or nine seconds that got lost in the transition and I was already asking them about that and then you know we got a big play to get down the field and you know then we killed it so there's 9.4 seconds and again had one timeout left so that's why we killed it and then you know take a shot to see if we can get down there and get in the end zone or just get a few more yards so long story short we caught a pass play got out of bounds uh, two seconds left on the clock when he's three yards laying on his back out of bounds but the clock never got stopped so Again, situation that doesn't make me look very good as managing the clock as a head coach and thing, but the guys did what we asked them to do right there. And, you know, the way we've seen it, we should have had two seconds left to kick a field goal right before halftime and, you know, could have been huge, you know, if we were able to, to get that done and then come out in the third quarter and establish something so it could have a big swing in the game potentially. Moving forward, potentially without your starting quarterback and some of the things that you've talked about, what are you going to be emphasizing in practice moving forward and some things that you need to see from this team as you've still got a pretty tough gauntlet of region games yet to come? Well, I mean, just, you know, we're, we're Tiger Pride is established. You know, are they going to live by that? Are they going to, uh, you know, work extremely hard to get better day by day and week by week? I mean, that's part of it. You know, it's coaching cliche, but that's just part of it. Um, will they rise up, you know, losing some players or whatever it may be, uh, you know, losing a tough game? You know, whatever it may be, will they rise up? The R and Tiger Pride stands for resilience, so that's what we're going to be challenging them with. And 
Uh, and that goes even for myself. You know, these guys are playing extremely hard. They played extremely hard last night as well. So uh, it's my responsibility as the head coach just to keep everybody on the same page and moving forward. And uh, like I said, our, my coaching staff love what they do. So we're gonna, that's what we're going to do. We're going to rally around each other and uh, keep getting better. DeKalb County steps out of region to host Watertown on Friday night. Coach Steve Trapp has been our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, thank you for joining us, and uh, good luck Friday night against Watertown. I appreciate it, Tom. Thank you. We'll talk with Stone Memorial head football coach Derek Samber about their region opening win over Livingston Academy when we come back to the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Upper Cumberland's high school players and coaches gather here. Stone Memorial Panthers had a tough start with Livingston Academy on Friday night, but broke away for a 42-14 victory in the region opener for the 2022 season. Coach Derek Samber joins us on the hotline on the high school playbook. Coach, Region 4-4A is so tough. You've got Upperman, Macon County, both sitting still undefeated. DeKalb County, a good team. you got your team. How important do you feel it is to get off to a good start in region play? Yeah, that, you said it. That's everything. Uh, we only get five of these region games, and all the playoff seeding hinges on that. So we can't let any of those slip through the cracks or not bring our A game for any of those. Uh, I think five of the six teams in our region last year had a winning record. So, uh, yeah, it was good to capitalize and start off on the right foot in region play. Coach, who were some of the standout performers in the game last night for your team? You know, there's several. Hunter Hevel on our queue has done a good job. He's, he's made a lot of plays for us. Caleb Flowers, uh, we got him on the ball on the ground and through the air. Um, had a couple touchdowns both ways. Uh, Brady Lane on defense is the leader of our defense there in the middle as our Mike linebacker. Uh, Blayton Flowers really stepped up. Uh, Brayden Looper got his hands on the football in the secondary. Uh, Bear Eldridge had really good coverage and a few catches. Uh, Preston Mayberry had a handful of catches. We're trying to find ways to get him the ball. Uh, and I'm sure I'm leaving several out. But team effort, a lot of guys really stepped up and played well. If you would talk about the growth of this team from last year, you had a pretty solid football team this year. You're off to a good start. What are some of the biggest differences you see in the team this year? You know, just the, the maturity, uh, the, the level of discipline within our, our team and our program. Uh, you know, even starting 3-0, and there's adversity in every football game. It's uh, the game of attrition, uh, and there's injuries and penalties and negative plays and uh, all those different things. And just the way our kids respond to that and don't let it rattle us, I think, has been the biggest thing. And we know we're only going to see more adversity down the road as we get into the meat of our schedule. Uh, and hopefully we're better equipped this year to deal with it. Getting back to Friday night's game, Livingston Academy played you pretty tight early in the football game. Were there some things that they were doing that maybe gave you a few problems early on? Yeah, they got some really good athletes. Uh, took us a while to settle in uh, to what they were doing to us defensively and then you know, offensively, their quarterback, number six, is a really good athlete, uh, runs around. They completed some balls on us, uh, had a really nice slant route. They caught and ran and, and ended up punching one in the end zone there. But, yeah, credit to them. Uh, tight game early, and, and we had to really uh, ratchet up our intensity in the uh, second quarter and second half. Stone Memorial head football coach Derek Samber, our guest on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, after they kind of maybe caught you off guard a little early on with their offense, were you proud of how your defense adjusted and kind of settled back and, and played a solid football game from that point on? 
Yeah, defense has been solid for us all years. They made a couple play, a uh, couple plays, uh, and that's going to happen. But Coach Qualls, Justin Qualls, our defense coordinator, has done a tremendous job. Really liked his game plan this week, uh, and kids executed it well. Thought they really got after him, uh, created a bunch of negative plays, made plays in the backfield, got our hands on some football, some turnovers, blocked a punt that resulted in a touchdown. So, you know, several good things. Teams are going to make plays. Livingston's got a lot of good athletes. Um, and that's part of football. But defense definitely settled in and finished the game strong. A lot of team success sometimes goes back to the attitude of the football team, who they are off the field. What do you say about the character of this team? Well, How do you feel about that? One, I think it's a team that really likes each other. I think they spend a lot of time together, have close bonds and relationships off the field, which is great. But, yeah, you know, this team has really – been one of those that can flip the switch a little bit in the sense that uh, they may be goofy or, or teenage boys, but uh, when it's go time, it's go time, and they figure it out and lock in. Uh, and to this point, we've taken care of business. Coach Samber, we touched on the region a little bit, and you're in a region with Upperman and Macon County, DeKalb County yourselves, of course, Livingston and Cumberland County. How important each of these games, and I know you touched on it a little bit, but you want to get to that one seed or that two seed to get that home playoff game. Really, how difficult is it? And do you see this region being a little tougher than it was last year? Uh, I don't know, honestly. It's it's too early to say whether or not it was tougher than last year, but last year was pretty dang tough. Um, and you mentioned the seeding and how tight things are. Uh, I think we lost to, to um, the cab by point and making by two points. We're three points from, from that two seed you were talking about in hosting, uh, and we had similar numbers the year before. I think the year before, uh, it was a total of 10 points that separated us making into cabs. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's very little margin for error. Uh, it's six good football teams in this region. Um, and we took care of the first one, but we got five more that will determine the seeding. Next week, you step back out of region, get the Monterey Wildcats. I'm sure you'll go to work scouting on them today. But uh, you're familiar with uh, Monterey. What do you expect from them in the game next Friday? Good football team, man. Scott Hughes does such a good job there in Monterey. I know he's been there a while and just always puts together a really well-coached team uh, and has ran a successful program for something close to a decade now, I believe. Um, running back's tremendous. Quarterback's tremendous. I know they play really hard. They're physical up front. Uh, we're going to have our hands full. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, We've talked margin for error. It was a one-point game with Monterey last year. Um, they missed an extra point was the difference. And uh, they dropped probably a couple touchdown passes or definitely big plays. So margin for error is really, really slim. Uh, Coach Hughes does a tremendous job, and it's going to be a big, big challenge for us. Stone Memorial gets uh, off in region play with a victory on Friday night, 42-14 over Livingston Academy. Again, they'll get Monterey coming up on Friday night. Coach Derek Samber, the Panthers head coach, has been our guest on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach Samber, congratulations on the big win last night. Good luck on Friday against Monterey. Tom, really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy your long weekend. Let's recap Friday night's scoreboard from around the Upper Cumberland. York Institute over Monterey, 34-20. to 20. Miles Lefew with 260 total yards of offense. Three touchdowns in the ballgame. Mason Bowman, 163 rushing yards and a score. Opperman stays undefeated. They blank Cumberland County, 34 to nothing. Jackson Rollins, 153 yards, three touchdowns in the win. Stone Memorials, we just heard from Coach Derek Samber with a 42-14 victory over Livingston Academy. Stone Memorial moves 3-0 in the season. Jackson County, their first win of the season. They get it 7-2 over Sale Creek last night. 
the Cookville Cavaliers and Lebanon Blue Devils. They didn't even start until 9.30 last night due to lightning, but it was Lebanon moving to 3-0 and on the season, beating Cookville 41-14. Malachi Dow has over 400 yards of total offense, six touchdowns last night. White County shocked station camp, 54-27, the final score there. Warren County gets their first win of the season. They travel down to Memphis and beat Ridgeway 26 to nothing. Thursday night, DeKalb County fell to Macon County 21 to 13. Clay County had uh, the bye week here in week three. Games to look forward to in week four. Thursday night, Cumberland County will travel to Lenora City, White County, and Cookville. An always big rivalry game when those two teams get together. Fayetteville's at Upperman. That should be a good one. Uh, great team, Fayetteville out of Class 1A. Against the undefeated Upperman Bees. Stone Memorials at Monterey. Jackson County travels down to Dunlap to take on Sequatchie County. Rivalry game between Livingston Academy and York Institute. Clay County back in action as they'll take on Cornersville. DeKalb County hosts Watertown. Warren County will be at Mount Juliet. Let's thank our guests for today. Monterey head football coach Scott Hughes. Uh, coach Sean Loftus. Hayden Stacy, Eli Pope. And Alex Johnson from Jackson County High School. Also want to thank... Opperman head football coach Adam Kane, Livingston Academy head football coach Dale Flatt, DeKalb County coach Steve Trapp, and Stone Memorial coach Derek Samber, all for joining us on today's program. Of course, a big thanks to Chick-fil-A for hosting our show each and every week. Our studio producers are Jake Wallman and Will Hearn. Elizabeth Fortunes, our on-site producer. And for this week's edition of the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders, I'm Tom Duggan. The High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed. Added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close. Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action. Online now. UCSportsNation.com.